This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's going on, everybody? It's waiver wire time. This this waiver wire for week going into week eleven. This was a this is this is a big one. Yeah, this is a big one. We have had some quiet weeks over the past couple of weeks in terms of like who are we adding on waivers. Like I remember one a couple of weeks ago after the trade deadline, like I had like Chase Edmonds near the top. It's like it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> but if a few of these guys that we're about to mention, like I would say in the top, you know, five six guys, you know. This is uh this is the week to 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 pounce. If you have yeah. some fab left fab left over, this is the week to spend it all. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, maybe grab a couple guys if you can. Right, depending on your you know your league, right? Can you get away with throwing like fifty percent of fab on one guy, fifty percent on another? Will you have to drop it all on one guy? You know your league best. You know we'll give recommendations, but you know your league, so spend accordingly. But you want to get these guys on your roster. There's no reason. To save your fab for anything else. Right. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm probably going to be a little bit hypocritical. You can see I, I haven't spent hardly any of my fab this year. <laughs> I don't think I have. I have a bunch yet. So <laughs> I would say, yeah, spend up now because there actually are, like you said, you mentioned the top five, six guys that we're going to talk about. They have a chance to be actual serious fantasy contributors down the stretch. You know, this isn't like any type of, oh, well, maybe maybe they'll have an impact, you know, a couple of weeks down the road. It's like, no, yeah. these guys have a chance to be immediate impact and also have uh, a lot of value going forward, you know, as long as they keep playing. Um, there's some, there's some league winning, there's some league winning upside in a couple of these guys, right? Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. let's, let's, let, we'll get, we'll get, we'll talk about that in a second, but let's just quickly uh, talk about the Eagles last night. They got their first loss of the season. Uh, yes. I'm sure that makes you happy. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. As a Cowboys fan. But the NFC yeah. is pretty tight right now, dude. Giants seven, you know, obviously Eagles one loss, Giants seven and two, Cowboys six and three. And then the commanders are at 500. Yeah. They're that's, they're five and five. That's that's actually interesting to me. You know, just a, I, I can't believe the turnaround that it's been in the NFC East. You know, um, Dallas really could have used that win last, uh, last week. Now, you know, uh, yeah. they really could have used it, but I think they'll be fine anyway. It looks like the NFC East is going to have three teams in the playoffs, but remains to be seen. Um, I'm not worried about any team just yet. They all look competitive, which is nice. It's nice to have that for a change. It's not like you know Dallas is just running it, but at the same time. Um, yeah, I'm just happy the Eagles lost. <laughs> I, I, I feel you. <laughs> historically, the commanders have been the fraud finders. If you remember back in 2020, uh, Ron Rivera was coaching there, and they beat the Steelers on the road right. on Monday night, and they just did the same thing against the Eagles. So hopefully, you know, as a Cowboys fan, 
those Eagles will lose out in the first round of playoffs. The Eagles are still a good team. They got screwed by some play calling in that game. Oh, not my play God. Calling. They got, they got uh, screwed yeah, by yeah. a couple of things, man. Yeah. Right? The, the Dallas, Dallas Goddard, Goddard fumble. Yeah. That's the, the face. That was a, such a, um, you know, it's funny because, so if you didn't watch the game, what happened was Dallas Goddard, you know, he had the ball in his hands. He was making his way downfield. Uh, he got ta- he was getting tackled, but he literally like the defender grabbed the entire face mask and pulled him down with the face mask and he fumbled and there was a no call yeah. on the fumble, which is incredible because like if you're going to review that play, it's obvious you, you're not going to, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's weird. What, what is the rule on that? Are they not allowed to call the penalty post review? No. Is that what, is that what it was? I think that's what it is. I mean, I'm not like Mike Pereira coming in here and telling you what the rules <laughs> are. I'm Mike not like Pereira, the... former former uh, NFL, uh, you know, official. Yeah, let, let, let's go to a rules know. analyst here. No, but I think the rule is they tried it out um, a couple of years ago, if you remember, with pass interference where you could review it. And yeah, I remember that. That was just they hard. Not only did they hardly ever win those calls, but it, it just left too much up in the air. You have to just err on the side of the refs in this instance. I think they said they just gave up on that. They weren't going to have any type of challenge. And the same thing happened with this face mask. You can't go back and look at a play and call a penalty. The only play that they really get a little leeway is on an intentional grounding call. We've seen that happen where, you know, the refs yeah. will discuss it after the fact and determine whether there is an intentional grounding call or not. But outside of that, it's, you know, you call it or you don't. We saw that also what spurred on the pass interference um, review for that one year was that divisional was a divisional round game between the saints and the Rams when Nikel yeah. Roby Coleman just blasted. I forget who it was, but obvious pass interference. That's what caused that to happen. But at that point, you know, you can't go back and call the penalties just how, how it happened. Yeah, man. Uh, they, they need to change that though. Cause when it's as obvious as that, like when you can see it in the replay, like, you gotta be like, hey, you know what? It was actually a face mask penalty on yeah. The, you know, it's just straight up. Like, that's what you gotta do. Especially, uh, gotta... yeah, with the outcome of the play being a turnover. You yeah. know, they say all 100%. turnovers are reviewed. Like that one, obviously, I don't. He's not gonna lose the ball if he doesn't get his face mask ripped at. Like, what are you supposed to do at that point? Exactly. Maybe on just automatic reviews, you review the penalty, any pot, potential penalties, like a face mask. Maybe not pass interference. Okay, maybe you don't call that because yeah. that becomes super subject- subjective when it goes into slow motion. But a face mask is just objective, right? If you can see it, it is a face mask. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no there's no subjectivity with that. There's no gray yeah. area. Like with a exactly. holding call, which holding calls, I still can't believe they're 10 yards. That makes me really annoyed. But, you know, <laughs> I, know. Ten, <laughs> I can't yeah, believe it's, Yeah. Like, it's, okay. It, it, it yeah. is a lot. But if I feel were, like if it was five, it would happen way more often. Well, I don't think it would cause any team to be like, oh, well, now we can get away with holding. And, you know, it's only five yards. Obviously, that still hurts <laughs> you. But I feel like 10 yards, you know, a defensive holding call is only five yards. And an offensive holding call puts you back 10. It just doesn't make sense for me. I guess. Well, the offense has so many advantages already. But, yeah, well, no, yeah they're you. catering to the offense with the rules. And the, the changes now, that they made. But the other, the other thing that happened in that game, which was terrible, <laughs> was Taylor Heineke dropped back. He randomly took a knee, like, yeah. you know, seven or eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. And and the the, the Eagles, Eagles tackled him. Brandon Graham just went ahead and just, like, tackled him. Yeah. Took him to the ground, and the refs called the flag. Um, and because of that, I think that was third down. It would have been fourth with, like, a minute and a half left. Yep. Um, the ball would have went back to the Eagles, and the Eagles would have had a chance to, to win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but – they called it a flag. It was a first down Washington and the commanders won the game. Yeah. I mean, okay. So with that one, yes, all of these uh, rough in the passer penalties, majority of them are 
BS. <laughs> you know, it's just a way that they've been. This one it. was an, it was super interesting because yeah. like, he he gave himself up, but like he gave himself up like you know as the defenders were kind of coming after him, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if the defenders knew that he was giving himself up. Like, should yeah. they? Do you think they should? Because I think that's that's the that's the what people wonder. Like, should they have known that the quarterback gave himself up on that play? I think the they should know. They've seen the way they've been calling these right. burfing the passer penalties. They should know. You know, okay, he's down on his knee. All you gotta do, Brandon Graham, mm. just run past him and touch him on the shoulder pad. That's all you true. gotta do. True, like he, true. He went down with him, and that was like kind of obvious. I could see why they called that just the way they've been calling it. But the thing that didn't make sense to me is that if you're Taylor Heineke, what are you doing? I mean, I know that you're going down <laughs> just to move the run the clock maybe a little bit. I don't know if they had any yeah. timeouts, but like unless that penalty happens, what kind of decision is that to just take a knee down there? You know what I'm saying? You move I, yourself I back it. that many yards. He got bailed out by that call. He did get bailed out, and he he acted like he won the Super Bowl. Yeah, after that happened. <laughs> I mean, I love like, I yeah, love seeing the enthusiasm, but it's just like uh, it was funny watching that. But he got bailed out big time on that one because I don't know what that decision was. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Terry McLaurin, man, what a big game from him. You know, making yeah. plays all night long in a tough matchup. Matchup with Darius Slay most of that game. Caught eight balls for 128 yards, 38% target share. His target share, target share has gone up in four straight games. Like, Taylor Heineke is locked onto him right now. And, you know, you can't you can't leave McLaurin out of your lineup, like, at all at this point. No. Like, not with- I mean, even coming into this game, it, we knew it was a tough matchup, but it was, it was hard not to start him because you knew he was going to get his targets. Yeah, not with... Taylor Heineke at quarterback. You can't leave Terry yeah. McLaurin out. We saw Carson Wentz throwing, and he he wasn't dialed in with Terry McLaurin. He didn't even seem like interested in throwing to him. Remember, remember nope. that Jahan Dotson had four touchdowns, I think, through three games. Yeah. Um, so, and I, Curtis I, Samuel, Curtis yeah. Samuel was getting like nine targets a game, and yeah. look, and look what's going on with Heineke. Heineke's giving like two targets a game. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> so Curtis Samuel is a non-factor. Yeah. So Ter- Taylor Heineke is good for Terry McLaurin and Carson Wentz is good for everybody else. But the way Taylor Heineke is playing, he's playing way better. He has way more heart than Carson Wentz at this point. You know, he's been there for a little while and, you know, he's been out of the lineup. I, I love watching Taylor Heineke play, even though, you know, he- he's on and off. But with these receivers, he has single-handedly brought Taylor, not Taylor Heineke, Terry McLaurin back into relevance. You know yeah. what we're talking about? Like Curtis Samuel, like you said, pretty much a non-factor, even though last week he did catch it was him on the touchdown, right? It that. was a long touchdown, but he still didn't get the targets. I think he only right. caught like one or two balls in that game. Right. So outside of that, I mean, you know, it, there's not really anybody else that he's looking for. I, I think that Terry McLaurin should definitely be in your lineup. And he's might, he might be a solid wide receiver, too, with high wide receiver, two upside because of the way yeah. this offense has been playing. They looked good last night. The ball control was it was pretty ball was control pretty, was pretty the crazy. ball control was the name of the game. And, and let's yeah. get right into that. Like. Ryan Robinson and Antonio Gibson, they combined for 40 carries in this game. The run game was a big reason the commanders were able to sustain drives. Um, a lot of converted short gains for yeah. first downs, right? And that's that was really the name of the game. And that's partly why we saw such a low yard per carry output, uh, you know, for these guys. Um, I will say this, though. 
this is an amazing sell window for Brian Robinson. Oh yeah. If you ha- if you have him, congratulations. Like this is exactly what you were looking for. You know, he had like 20 what are the 26 carries in this game. Yeah. Move him now while you still have a chance. And Antonio Gibson, he's still involved with the goal line, right? That yep. goal line touchdown is not guaranteed for Robinson if the commanders get to the goal line moving forward. They split goal line snaps down the middle. So just keep that in mind. Um yeah. now he has Houston next week. Right? Yeah. So and, and no, I am not keeping him for that game. Like I don't what I rather do is use that as a selling point to my trade partner to say, oh, yeah. Hey, I'm literally gonna hit him up. Be like, yo man, uh Brian Robinson got Houston next week. You want him? Mm-hmm. He just had twenty six carries for a touchdown. You want him? <laughs> like <laughs> that's how I would sell him because you never know what's gonna happen next week, right? Like no. yes, it's a good matchup, but like maybe Antonio Gibson, you know, gets more carries. Maybe He's the one who has the good game. And, you know, Brian Robinson, who, you know, I think is not the best running back in the world. He might not kill it, right? He might end up with 12 carries for, you know, 57 yards, and that's it. Yeah. You know, he might have a good yards per carry output, but that's about it. Yeah. Brian Robinson, the yards per carry last night wasn't that good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> you know, 26 carries, 86 yards. But I, and, and that's why I had to preface it with, you know, the fact that he did convert a bunch of those short, like those, those like short yardage gains. Yeah. You know what I mean? So a lot of those situations were like, go get me a yard type of thing. And he got a lot of those. So that that's why, you know, it's a little deceiving, especially last night. Cause there was so many of them. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was really weird. You know, if going into this game, you told me that by the end, it would be Brian Robinson with 26 carries against the Eagles. I'd be like, you're crazy. Like the Eagles are supposed to be up in this game, you know? Oh yeah. Antonio Gibson is supposed to be catching six or seven balls. You know, Brian Robinson should only be used on the goal line. And he should only put up, you know, 30 yards, maybe rushing. He put up 86 on 26 carries. This went completely against what I was expecting for this game. Um, the running backs look good. And like you said, and I was going to bring it up if you didn't, about Brian Robinson in the cell window. Okay. I there actually have him in one of my leagues. An hour league, I think it is. And I'll buy him. I, yeah, I left him. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I left him on my bench. And actually, I, I put in Tyler Algier over him this week, and he put up three points. And then Brian Robinson has 26 carries, 86 yards, touchdown. Did you get, you did you get the win? Yeah, I won. It was fine. You know, I'm Must not be nice. I was <laughs> Must I wasn't be nice. sweating it too much. I'm five and five back at five hundred. You know, I'm ready to make a push. I was Me actually and you looking. are both five and five in this. Oh god. How many teams are five and five in our league? I, I'm looking at it right now. There's like five fun. of them. Yeah. There's like there's five, five, one, and two, three, four, five. Five, five, and five teams. Everybody is within four and six or six and four, except the top two and bottom two. Yeah. So it's a really, you know, competitive league. That's super close. But I don't know. I, I want to try. My, my, my team is my team is so much better than yours. Like it's not even funny. That's not even like true. it's not. Get out of here. I have Justin Fields. I'm riding him to Justin the end, Fields. dude. He has single handedly won me the last two weeks. Yeah, he put up eighty points over the past. That's two weeks. gonna be. He, he's gonna be that deciding factor for you, pretty much. He has been. That's the whole reason. Like Devontae Adams, he, he's he's been doing his thing. That they're like my core too. You know, Amari Cooper right. comes and goes. I have him on my team. Justin Herbert, he's been. He's been mediocre, which is really disappointing because I was really big on it's him. It's amazing that the, 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 the best Justin you have like at quarterback is it's Justin Fields. Fields. Well, that's the whole reason I took Justin Fields. It's like the upside. This is what I was kind of hoping he would do, but Justin Herbert isn't doing it. He has a better schedule coming up, Justin Herbert does, so I have a little bit of hope for him. Um, I'm not necessarily going to call him a bye just because he has no weapons still, but right. as his receivers come back, he, conti- he could get a little bit better. But I digress about that. With the <laughs> running backs, and watching that was my that, that was my fault. No, it's fine. <laughs> it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the game that I was expecting, but I'm very happy with this. You know, both Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson now are in good spots to be trade pieces if you want to move them or you can go get Antonio Gibson. He didn't have a huge game, you know, if you want to, but the usage is definitely there. He's getting all the 
much more valuable touches than yes. Brian Robinson. Yeah. And like, you know, like I'll give up Brian Robinson and Devontae Smith for like, you know, try to get Damian Pierce from that this yeah. week. You know, try to get, you know, even James Conner, the dude played 90% of, <clears throat> more than 90% of snaps in this game. They just dropped Eno Benjamin. Yeah. The Cardinals so, dropped Eno Benjamin, which is super weird. Yeah, I don't um, know what that was about. I saw that. I don't know either, man. Apparently, the report the reports were that he was surprised by the move. Like, <laughs> really? Kind of makes no sense. <laughs> he was what yeah. starting two weeks ago, right? Like, what, it was weird, that? man. I don't, I, understand. I don't understand. Maybe it's just a vote of confidence for James Conner. So maybe we should be buying. But up. why? But, why would you ever vote of confidence yeah. for James Conner? Like, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. make any sense. I mean, like, what Dar- if he gets is, hurt? What are you going to do? Is Darrell Williams coming off IR? Could that not be yet. a reason? Like, no, I don't he's know not coming off IR who they have IR. behind him. Are they going to put Kyler Murray back there? Colt McCoy quarterback, <laughs> Kyler Murray at running back. Like, what are they going to do? Listen, if if you were stashing Eno, uh, Eno Benjamin, if you yeah, it is Eno Benjamin. If you were stashing yes. Eno Benjamin, um, I wouldn't drop him just yet because I want to see if he gets picked up, and yeah. I want to see where he gets picked up. You know? It's not looking good. I don't think. No. But. Yeah, I, I if you have to drop him for like one of these top five guys, like I would. It, when yeah. we get to the waiver wires, but like outside of that, I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if I would. The bottom Depends line, with, yeah. The bottom line with you know Benjamin is I don't think he's going to be a difference maker anywhere. You know, I think he's just going to go. He might be a depth addition somewhere. I'm not expecting too much. He can be, yeah. It's only there, there might be just a couple teams that could use him, but like I can't really think of too many on top of my head. You might be no. right. He, he um, has I, I, he has achieved his peak value already. <laughs> Another guy, Devont, uh, you know Brian Robinson, Devontae Smith, Damian Pierce. I mentioned him. I mentioned James Conner, Jeff Wilson, like even him, like. You get the point, right? Like, just aim for these, like, that RB2 range. Jamie Pierce is probably a low-end RB1. He just had a bad game. So, I call him. Know, he, would be, he, he would be the ideal target. You know how I have Damian Pierce ranked. He's my RB1.5. Yeah. And I, I should put a post out on that or something. <laughs> because he is the 1.5. I could talk about that all day. I love Damian Pierce. Just don't love the offense. I hear you. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 